Good morning, boys and girls. How are you this morning? I'm so glad that you found your way to Children's Chapel here at Selwyn Avenue today. I know lots of you are getting ready for big changes in your house or in your school, or maybe you've just come back from vacation, or maybe you're wishing you could go on vacation. But either way, we're glad that you remember that you're a part of this church and that we love you so much. And we're here to talk today about another story in the Bible. Um, Eric and his friend Greg are going to tell you an amazing story about a man who has a lot of really good qualities in his heart, but he's missing one special ingredient. And I'm going to not tell the story yet. Instead, I wanted to share with you an idea about a craft that you could do later. And I realize that it's a really busy week for your mom and dad because you're probably getting ready for school and lots of other things. So either, either you can pretend to do this, or maybe your mom or dad or a babysitter might find time to do this with you later. Do you like to bake? Um, maybe make brownies or make cookies? I know that uh, my children, Joe and Maeve, their grandmother used to make the very best chocolate chip cookies. And when she would start the recipe, you know what she would do? She would get all of her ingredients out, and she would have, what are, what are the ingredients of chocolate chip cookies? She would have flour, and she would put the flour in, take the scoop, and dump it in, right? And I would want to taste the flour, but the flour did not taste that good, did it? And then we would put some sugar, and the sugar, that tastes pretty good, and we'd take a little pinch of sugar, and that was pretty tasty. And then we put some baking powder in and eggs. And the eggs taste really yucky until you mix it all up and make the batter. And eventually we would put the chocolate chips in there. And once we put all the ingredients in the bowl, we stir and we stir and we stir and we stir. It starts to taste a little bit better, doesn't it? And if you're lucky, maybe you get to lick the spoon or the beaters. And then, not until then, you bake the cookies, and then they come out, and it is a tasty, delicious treat. This reminds me of the story that Eric and Greg are going to share with you about a man whose name was Saul and eventually gets changed to Paul. So let's listen up to hear what they have to tell us about God and God's love for us and God's promise to use all of our special ingredients that we might become something beautiful and helpful and good for the world. All right, let's listen up. Good morning, guys. Hi, I'm Mr. Wink. Hi, I'm Greg. Oh, you can take the mask off. <laughs> cool, and uh, today's story is about the story of Saul. But um, I thought today, uh, Miss Ellen couldn't make today, so I thought that we might, uh, I might start us with a song. Um, and a song that I like to start, uh, it's a great song to sing right when you wake up, but I also like to sing it sometimes, goodness, when I'm thinking too much about myself and I'm worried about myself, like sometimes when I'm driving and there are cars all over the place and I'm just thinking, oh my goodness, what's going on? And then I think about this song and think, well, this is God's day and I should enjoy it because God has given me all these wonderful things like the beautiful birds in the sky and the trees and my family and a safe place to be. Um, and you guys might already know this song, but I'll start by trying to teach it to you guys that don't know the song um, and uh, give you a little 
thing before. Um, it's, the song is called, This is the Day the Lord is Made. And uh, it's called a call and response song because um, a leader will say something and then the chorus, everyone else, will repeat what the leader says. And this song has like three parts to it. So the first part is the call and response where I'll sing something and Greg and all you guys will sing backward, back to me. And then the second part is where we will sing it together. And we'll sing the same words that we did in the first part, only we'll be singing it together. And then the third part, we break back into the call and response. And then at the very last line, we sing it together. So Greg and I will do it first uh, so that you guys can kind of see how that works. And then we'll all sing it together. But if you know it, you can sing it with us the first time too. Okay, so remember this is called This is the Day. Oh yeah, and this might be a fun song. It's so fast and easy to learn. It might be a fun song that you can teach your parents. Um, so we'll start. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice. And be glad in it. And be glad in it. This, this is, is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. So let's try it again together. I, think, I hope you got it. Um, and if you've got a friend who doesn't have it, you can help them along. Um, so we'll start again. This is the day. This is the day. That the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. We will rejoice. We will rejoice. And be glad in it. And be glad in it. This, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Okay, great. Thanks, Greg. <clears throat> now we can get started with the story. He'll be back <laughs> with us. Um, and to begin the story, I have a little bit of a warning. We have a couple of quick special effects that might seem a little scary, but they're kind of fun because they're special effects, just like in a movie, an adventure movie kind of thing. And you get like, oh, wow, I'm scared. But then it all turns out really good at the end. So it'll only be for a second. So I think you'll be okay with that. Uh, so that's just a little warning when it happens. And also, um, I wanted to explain there's a word that I might end up using because it's in the Bible a lot, and it's a word called persecute. Um, and it's kind of what happened to a lot of the Christians right, right when they started becoming Christians, right when, uh, after Jesus had gone to heaven. And persecute means if someone or some group of people uh, treat another group of people in a bad way, if they, uh, they think that they're not good, and uh, so they don't treat them well, and uh, they don't think they're nearly as good as them, and sometimes they're even uh, mean to them, uh, violent to them. So, so if I use the word persecute in the story, you know it means that one group of people are treating another group of people uh, not nice and not fairly, and it's not really a good thing. Okay, um, so this story, it is about a man named Saul, and he does have some special gifts, just like we all have special gifts that God has given us. So I was thinking right now, try and think about two or three things that you do really good. 
um, you know, uh, things that you do really good that you like to do, and people are like, oh, wow, it's so nice you do that really well. Um, and it can be anything from, like, being a really good singer or an artist or something like that. And it could also be, like, being a good friend and being a good listener. Uh, this man, Saul, he had the gifts of, he had a really good gift of speech, and uh, he could speak very well, so well that a lot of people would believe him and listen to him. Um, so that was very nice. And then Saul was also smart. He was a good reader and a good writer. And he was smart. He enjoyed actually reading and studying the, uh, what we call the Old Testament, the, the Bible as it was written up to Jesus Christ, which is about the time that Saul lived during the time that Jesus was alive and, uh, and after when Jesus went up to heaven, Saul was still here. Um, so... Anyway, Saul was a good reader and a good writer, and he was also a good listener um, because he listened to the high priest and all the people that were talking about the Bible and stuff really well. But there was one little problem with that was that um, the high priests and stuff, they thought they were telling people the right things, but I, they really weren't. They were things that were getting in their way from telling all the people about really what, who God was and uh, what God does for us every day in our lives. Uh, and this kind of started way a long time before Saul was even born. Uh, it started really back in the day of Moses. If you remember when Moses, uh, when God parted the sea in front of Moses so all the people could cross and get away from those Egyptians. And I think we said last week that when Moses and the people were going around then um, we're walking around that God gave Moses these laws or these rules on these two big stones uh, that would help us all learn how, what God wanted us to do and nice things to do uh, for each other. And if you remember, they put those in the Ark of the Covenant, those stones. Well, after a hundred years and two hundred years and three hundred years and four hundred years of time passed by, the people, they uh, started to really think about the law so much and worship, uh, think about the law so much, they kind of forgot about God. Um, they knew God made these laws, but all of a sudden the laws became way more important than God. And so one of the things that Jesus came down to do, one of the things that Jesus did when he was here on earth, actually, is that he kind of told us that we need, to, we need to think more about God and what God wants us to do and why God made these laws than to, you know, be stuck in these laws that really are starting to keep us away from God. And at, during this time, this was when Jesus was alive, and Jesus was telling people this. Well, some of the people, like Saul, really didn't understand. They didn't know Jesus, and they didn't understand Jesus. And like I said, Saul was a good listener, and he was a good thinker. And he thought, well, everything I've thought and everything I've been told doesn't, make, doesn't sound right. Um, so he was, he was upset. He was upset that Jesus had come around to change the way he was thinking and to, you know, change what he thought was one way and not the other. So anyway, Saul, uh, so a lot of people were kind of mad at Jesus uh, because they just didn't understand. And like I said, Saul was the same way. Um, he knew God. 
he, he knew about God, but he really didn't know in his heart. He didn't really know God in his heart. So anyway, Jesus went back to heaven, and uh, his followers, his disciples, told all the people in Jerusalem and all around, they just were so excited about what Jesus came to tell us and to teach us and uh, to forgive us and to save us that they were telling everyone. And a lot of people believed. And there were getting to be a lot of people that were following Jesus. They call it the way. Um, and this made Saul and the high priest very upset. They were so mad that they started to persecute all the people who followed Jesus. Uh, they, would, they would hit them in different ways and be really mean and, and violent, actually. And then they would also throw them in jail. And that's where our story will kind, it kind of get started, is that Saul has gone around and he's thrown a lot of people who believe in Jesus in jail in Jerusalem. And he's done that so well <laughs> that he scared a lot of the people who follow Jesus. And he's done it so well that he goes to the high priest to get letters or notes to... Um, to get letters or notes so that he can go to another big city that has a lot of Christians, followers of Jesus, uh, to go put them in jail too. So that's very scary. So Saul starts walking from Jerusalem to Damascus. And on the way from Jerusalem to Damascus, a big light shows up and Saul falls to the ground. And the light shines, and a voice is heard. And the voice says, Saul, why do you persecute my people? Who are you? I am Jesus. I am the one you are persecuting. And at that moment, Saul got up, and he couldn't see. And the voice of Jesus said, go to the city and wait there, and you will be told what to do. Saul went to the city, was taken by some friends to the city, to a house by, that a man named Judas lived in. And Saul sat there uh, for three days in the corner... Saul sat there for three days in the corner and didn't eat or sleep. And so then, um, at that same time, oh, uh, at that same time, Jesus, uh, the voice of Jesus came to a man who lived in that city who was named Ananias. Ananias. And Jesus said, Ananias, here I am, Lord. Oh, Oh, guys, that's one important thing, too. If ever an angel or someone like maybe Jesus or something or God shows up and calls your name, that's what you should say. Here I am, Lord. And that lets God know that you love him and you're ready to do his will and work. If you read the, in reading the Bible, people all over through the Bible will say that when God calls their name and calls upon them, they say, here I am, Lord. And so Ananias said, I've heard of Saul, the one who persecutes your people and even throws them in jail. Well, Jesus said, Saul, but yes, but I want you to go help Saul. I want you to... 
put your hands over Saul and this blindness will go away. But Ananias was scared. I've heard of him and the things that he's done to your people and how he persecutes them. But Jesus said to Ananias, I have chosen Saul to be someone who will tell the whole world about me. So he has been chosen and please do what I ask. So Ananias starts to travel to his house, to um, uh, Judah's house. And I'm be Saul now. And Saul is sitting in the corner. He hasn't eaten or drinking in days. And he's so scared. And he can't see. Brother Saul, Jesus has, who has came to you has sent me so that you may be able to see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And, and so Ananias put his hand over Saul's eyes and scales and little like like uh, uh, little uh, things that were blocking his eyes fell off of his eyes and Saul got up and Ananias took Saul to be baptized and once Saul was baptized he felt the Spirit of God and the Holy Spirit and he felt and knew that he had been doing the wrong thing all this time and so um, when he got up, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. And he chose to change his name from the old Saul and his old ways uh, um, to a new name named Paul and his new ways and following Jesus. And so <coughs> Paul did that. And immediately he started telling everyone about how Jesus is God and Jesus is love and Jesus was right in everything he said when he came here. And people were so, so surprised because they knew old Saul. They, knew, they thought they knew Saul, but they didn't really know Saul. God knew Saul and God took the great gifts that he had given Saul who was not using them in the right way. I forgot to actually ask you to look in the story for the times that Saul was not using his gifts the right way. And then times that now Saul will start using his gifts that God gave him the right way. So much that Saul, and I think your mommy and daddy's heard this, but I'll tell you too, Paul now, whose name, he starts traveling all over where, all over the world that we knew it. He would go, whoops, from Jerusalem all the way up into, into this part here and uh, Turkey and up into Greece and then back down to Jerusalem. And he would do that three times in his life. And he ended up going to the big capital city of Rome where all the Romans lived. And uh, that was a long, long journey too. And he told everyone that he ran into about Jesus. So... This man, Saul, who was wanting to persecute and hurt Jesus and the Christians, ended up telling more people than anyone that we know of about Jesus. He even wrote most of... Aha, he even wrote... Uh, all, he even wrote all the back end of the Bible. Kind of like from here... 
And if you can see that from here to here, a lot of the Bible is in his writings. So that's the story for today, the story of how Saul, who uh, wanted to do the right thing, but really didn't know it, really wasn't listening to God and um, the right people, uh, to when he learned about Jesus and Jesus came into his heart, he knew the right thing to do. And he used these great gifts that God gave him to do the right thing. Um, so I hope that you'll think about that and think about trying to do the right thing with all the wonderful stuff that you have um, and all the, and kind of spreading, when you spread love, you're spreading God's word. Um, so that's the story for today. And so now I think we're up to the Bible verse from this story. And uh, I will read it to you <laughs> and then we can repeat it. And the Bible verse is right at that exciting point where Ananias comes to, to, um, to wash the scales off of, to heal the scales off of Saul's eyes. It's in the, it's in the uh, book of Acts, chapter 9, verse 18. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes, and his sight was restored. Then he got up, and was baptized. So let's try and repeat that again. Um, and the most important part of it, let's say this too. Then he got up and was baptized. So we'll start again. And immediately something like scales fell from his eyes and his sight was restored. Then he got up and was baptized. Okay, um, now I think we'll finish up with a prayer. And um, so please, let's repeat after me, and uh, let's pray to God. Dear loving God, thank you for loving each of us. Thank you for making us special. And thank you for giving each of us special talents. Please be with us and show us to use our special talents. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, thank you guys for coming to Children's Chapel today. And I'm really excited about the story next week. I, I'm almost sure it's the feeding of the 5,000. And this story is about Jesus. I'm really excited to get to a story about Jesus, uh, where Jesus is in the story even more than he was in today. Of course, I'm just thinking about it. Jesus is kind of in every one of our stories, isn't he? Okay, well, I hope you guys have a great week. And we will see you again next week at Children's Chapel. Thanks. Take care.